0: I have outraged fatigue, people. I was already tired from the whole Ahmaud Arbery thing, and now Breonna Taylor, Sean Reed, and George Floyd have been added to the growing list of names that will be etched in my mind. I- I'm just tired of grieving as a black man. You know, I- I'm tired of wondering about the pain these families are enduring, having to, especially having to grieve publicly. I, I-, I hate having to talk about it. And that's why I haven't done a live show on it, because it's just it's fatigue involved. One reason I hate talking about it is because I'm always preaching to the choir. Most of the people who will listen to this show are the type of people who have already heard or had these conversations before with their peers. You know, although it may serve as a release for you to vent and get rid of some of the emotions that may be overwhelming at times. Overall it really doesn't help the situation at all to preach to those who have heard it all before. The people who need to hear the message either aren't being exposed to it or aren't allowing themselves to be exposed to it. And it's easy easy to call them racists but in my opinion there are actually three types of people who are helping make society the way it is unintentionally or not. Now first of all of course you have the outright racists. The people who leave you no doubt that they don't like people of color. They believe that there's a certain order to things and that's just the way that it should be. You know, they're afraid of the fact that they're very close to becoming the minority in a few years. So they're panicking with each passing day that they're losing their grip on society. And I don't even have to say much about that group. You already know what it is with them. The second group of people who contribute to the racism that goes on in this country, are the ones who are indifferent. There are a ton of people in this category. I'm talking about the white people who say and do nothing. They just wait it out. You know, the white people who just want it all to go away so they can go back to their lives. They may truly feel bad about the treatment of minorities, but not enough to disrupt their household. And it's a difficult position for them to be in because they don't want to rock the boat either way. But I'm begging them to try something different, whatever that is. You know, some of them may have family members who aren't as diverse as they are, so they don't want to alienate them. There's a fear involved with speaking out. But we all have tough decisions to make in life. We sometimes have to pull away from people who may be close to us, but they're bringing us down. And make no mistake about it, they are bringing you down. I mean, it's hard to get mad about people lumping you into a group with the racists when you choose to abstain from the conversation? How can people know where you stand if you refuse to speak on it? The last group of people who contribute to society being the way it is are the narcissists. I debated with someone um, on Facebook recently, uh, someone who's white, and they felt that it was unfair to lump all white people together as racists. Okay, I mean, that's absolutely right. Not all white people are racist, not even close, right? Yet that same person was unable to empathize with the frustration of black people being killed by white people at a rate unequivalent to any other race in this country because their mindset appeared to be if it doesn't impact me, then it doesn't matter. They can't feel sorry for you because it's always, well, what about me? I get mistreated, too. And it made me think about some of the recent posts I've seen on Facebook from white friends about how they were discriminated against by black people. A former coworker of mine even went as far to talk about being bullied as a nine year old kid by some black kids during a discussion about Ahmaud Arbery's shooting. The two don't compare. So not only do we have a race problem in this country, we have a narcissism problem as well people who are unable to see beyond their own lives can never understand the struggles of another person so many parents have refused to teach their kids how to empathize over the decades and now these newer generations of people don't know how to put themselves in someone else's shoes and how how do we fix all of this i mean i think well first we can start with the police force It's easier to fix them than an entire country The police force needs some serious training, and I mean serious. So many of them have no idea how to respond to a situation professionally, and what I mean by that is that some of them don't know how to keep their emotions or their fear in check. The decisions that a cop makes in a think-fast situation is too important to be the type of person who gets angry easily or the type of person who is so scared they shoot first and ask questions second. People like to say, you know, it's just a few bad apples in the police department without completing the entire thought behind the actual quote. The actual quote is one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Those bad apples, as you call it, have tainted the entire reputation of the police department across the country. N.W.A. didn't rap songs about a few bad apples. They rapped about the police as a whole. Now, I will say that here in Jackson, Mississippi, I'm proud at how the police chief and some other uh, people in law enforcement have chastised the Minnesota Police Department who killed George Floyd. This has to happen more publicly, and there has to be future action behind those words to show sincerity. On top of all of that, until we see police actually testifying against other police officers, then they'll never truly be trusted. I mean... If you're turning a blind eye to justice while being in a position of power, then as far as I'm concerned, you're just one of those bad apples yourself. If you see something, say something. Use the same hypocritical advice you give the citizens when you want them to snitch on one another. And some police need to get rid of the attitude that they're the boss in some of these urban communities. Some use intimidation tactics and they have a persona about them that shows that they should be feared rather than befriended. They need to be communicating with the community and not trying to scare them. You keep hearing people say uh, the system is broken. No, it's not. It's it's exactly the way they want it to be. It's working fine for them. If they thought something was wrong with it, it would have been fixed decades ago. Just like they don't think anything is wrong with the gun laws. I mean, it's all talk. As far as the citizens are concerned, keep protesting if you're unhappy. Be safe when doing it, though. Don't do anything that's going to lead to anybody getting hurt because the last thing we need is more tragedy. And also, it's time to get serious about voting. Now, I've rarely criticized Trump on this show, not not because I'm a fan or anything, but because I'm normally a moderator. I don't really give my opinions on the air. However, I have to speak up on his performance as a president. During a time when people need a calming voice the most, he's the exact opposite. He relishes the opportunity to crack heads. He wants people to conform by any means necessary. He's not going to meet with the people to bring about peace. He's sending the military to do it and bring about chaos. He he acts as if he's someone's parent instead of someone's president. It's his way or the hard way, and he doesn't mind doing it the hard way. I mean, how can you focus on peace when you have Apache helicopters hovering above your head at a protest? How can you focus on peace When the minute curfew time hits, there's a canister of tear gas being thrown in your direction. How can you focus on peace when the authorities are using force to get you to disperse instead of a loudspeaker? And all of those who are trying to help, I want to I want to thank you. Okay. if you watch the news, there are a ton of white people at these rallies. Quite a few of them have received a full face of pepper spray in the last few weeks, and they need to be acknowledged. Now, a select few are out there just for a photo op. I realize that, but I think that most of them take this seriously. There are many cops who have joined the protesters in marching and praying. I thank you as well. Just please keep that same energy and police your own. You have the best opportunity of eradicating the bad cops and making sure that they never hurt others. The culture of the police departments around the country is trash. Black cops are brainwashed to protect the badge and not even their own people. That shows you how messed up things are. They'd rather be loyal to wrongdoing and inflict pain on their own kind. I mean, how messed up does your mind have to be to do something like that? And I thank the people overseas who find the issue serious enough to have protests over there. I know that the UK has had numerous protests in memory of George Floyd, and I'm glad there's some love for us somewhere in the world, because black people aren't safe anywhere at this point, not from the police or from citizens. We get shot on the playgrounds, shot through unopened windows, shot while sitting on our couches, shot in the car with our children present, shot in church shot going for our wallets shot going for our cell phones shot in the back shot for playing music too loud and when we're not being shot we're being choked out on sidewalks and if you first of all if you fix your mouth to say one thing about well what about black on black crime man what about it last i checked black people go to jail for killing other black people white people even if they get charged aren't as likely to get convicted and don't argue with me argue with historical facts I mean, how can you stop black on black crime anyway when the people you have to call and arrest said black people are also a threat to you? I mean, I'm tired of having to explain the same thing over and over and over again. How Dr. King did it and how Malcolm X did it, I'll never know. They had tremendous amount of patience to do what they did for so long. And how were they rewarded? They got shot. No one can hear black people when we're peacefully protesting. No one can hear black people when we're loudly protesting. So, I mean, what are we left to do? (sighs) I, I guess to start, we have to expose injustices whenever we can, and we have to get involved politically. If we don't have the biggest voter turnout at the next national election, then maybe we do enjoy getting treated this way in this country. Make the effort, people. That's all I'm saying. And and not just in the presidential election. Get rid of these members of Congress who sit on Capitol Hill and pocket your tax dollars. They love you during the campaign season, but won't answer your emails after they get elected. And make changes in your local government. That, that may be even more important. You know, vote for the right sheriff for your community. One who will do right by the people. Elect a mayor who is going to make the best decision in hiring a police chief. You have the ability to control so much of what goes on in your community. Make it happen and stop acting like you're completely helpless because you're not. And I'll finish with this because I'm I'm, I'm ranting here, but I'll, I'll finish with this. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud of our strength and our resilience. I'm proud of our creativity and our talents. I'm proud of our brothers who embrace fatherhood and family. I'm proud of our sisters who are courageous and loving. I'm just proud to have melanated skin and my skin should not mean that there is a target on my back.